Welcome to Taking Back Birth, a podcast for women who know the truth about birth and those who want to explore the path of radical birth love. I'm your host, Marin Green. Taking Back Birth celebrates the power you have to make decisions in alignment with your own truth. Decisions not subject to anyone else's authority. Decisions that create experiences that will change your life. Taking Back Birth is a production of the Indie Birth Private Contract Association and IndieBirth.org. No material on this podcast should be considered medical advice. Birth is not a medical event. Welcome to Podcast Monday. It's also Midwife Monday, which means we've been running around today seeing women and completing other birth-related tasks. So this probably won't be long. I'm on my way home eventually here today. But since we had this conversation today with a lovely pregnant mama, I thought I would attempt to give a recap as a podcast, even if it's a short, brief, to-the-point podcast today. Oh, there is nothing like having your baby come out of you in whatever way, I'm sure. But especially when this happens at home, the baby has emerged out of your body and it truly is the best feeling to not leave. To not leave your house and to settle in to your space, your home, your nest, your bedroom, and really open yourself, open yourself up to the immense transition that having the baby now is. We were talking about this today because as we well know, most of us, in this culture, the postpartum, the time after baby, is so disregarded. In this culture, there is really no respect for any of it, for the woman and the amazing accomplishment that she has made. There is no respect for the magnificence of her body that did this thing, that grew this person and now must feed and take care of this person while also recovering and becoming a new human herself. And there is no respect really for the baby. I mean, people want to touch babies. They are enamored by them. They're so cute. They're tiny little humans. But really, no one is concerned with the utmost care for this baby or babies, as the case may be in some uh, places. And that is evident to me by the way we treat women after they have babies. If we really, truly cared about their emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual health, if we really, truly cared about raising this little human into the most confident, loving person, we would respect this time after birth. We would know that every little thing we do to take away from the mother's power, her own intuition, her sacred space and knowing We invite in a host of problems that are considered normal nowadays. Postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, breast milk uh, supply issues, breastfeeding problems, babies that are massively gassy and unhappy, and a family that might at some point in this postpartum 
if things go the normal cultural way, may really struggle. There becomes relationship issues, issues with other children. And I know it is really simplifying things, but I do believe it comes back to honoring this absolutely sacred time after birth. I say sacred, and I know not everybody loves or resonates with that word because it can mean something elevated, something outside of our day-to-day experience, although that's beautiful to me. And of course, that very much is what it can be. But also, it's really sacred in the way that we are energetically open. We are open as women and people and mothers. And I think the purpose of this being open is so that we can transform. We know that transformation comes through the act of birth. We, we know that. We have seen that. I have experienced that myself. And so that is a part of becoming a new person. First, we go through the pregnancy maybe in a massively different way. So many of us, we are finally looking to ourselves for the answers. We are looking to our own wisdom and our autonomy. And then through this birthing process where we have this opportunity to listen, listen to our bodies, listen to our babies, and have these babies emerge into the love and safety of our own arms and our own homes. That's half. That's like 50% or more, a little bit of that equation. And then the remaining 50% comes from this time after birth when we feel amazing and accomplished and we've done it. And it's so easy to maybe think that that's it. We've had a great birth or maybe we had a difficult or long birth, but still we did it. We're on the other side and transformation complete. And there really is nothing further from the truth as far as the depth of this time of being open. Our bodies and our souls really have opened for this baby or these babies to come through. And then we're left open and the transformation is not complete. So today in this visit, we talked about that and the practical ways that can look and the reasons why it is highly suggested and highly recommended that a woman stay in her bedroom, on her bed, in her bed for as many days as she can muster. The recommendation being at least two weeks. And I was saying today how that's really our sort of weird uh, fast forward westernized version. Healing in many other parts of the world after birth for women, it's months. It's absolute months where the woman is honored and pampered and taken care of. And it's not because she's a queen. And I also said this today. Um, Of course, she's a queen. We kind of already know that she's birthed a human. She is a queen, but we aren't just honoring her. We are also making way for this openness, for in some cases, some emptiness, for fragments of her soul, of her being that are scattered out into the universe to come back to her. That is what we are making space for. So to all the women out there, the mothers, that upon learning this information, all of this first 40 days and, you know, staying in your home and on your bed, it can feel very limiting in some ways when we don't quite understand or it feels like we're being selfish and we have these guilty feelings around 
you know, in quotes, neglecting the rest of our family, neglecting our other children for the sake of ourselves and this new baby. But it is absolutely necessary. It is absolutely necessary that we allow ourselves time and space and movement, energetic movement to figure out who we are again. That is the absolute highest calling of the postpartum time. And this integration, this integration of self may take weeks to months to years. And so we get to this practical point where we know we can't seclude, we can't, you know, care for ourselves in this very, very detailed way necessarily for years. So we accept what we can do and we make plans and we have the intention around making at least two weeks, at least this minimal space for us to simply be, simply be in our skin, simply be with this baby, learn this baby's ways and allow it all to fall in. I don't care what kind of birth someone has, if it's easy or hard or here or there, but at the end of this experience, there is integration and there's a way that the story lives in our bodies. There's been nothing more meaningful for me once I realized the importance of the postpartum time to integrate the story that my birth, that this baby's birth was. And for most of my births, that was a really beautiful experience because so many of their births were just out of this world amazing. And it was more a glorious reliving of the sensations, what it felt like to birth them, you know, in your mind and in your body. It's not like watching another woman birth when it's happening to you. So reliving that. And then in other cases, uh, birth wasn't as smooth and it was reliving parts that felt really hard and maybe crying and maybe journaling and maybe kind of being stuck in some deep questions because birth is a mystery. It doesn't always flow out as we expect it to. The postpartum definitely comes with this multi-layered feeling approach. It isn't all roses. It isn't all unicorns. And again, as someone that's had really blissful births for the most part, the postpartum time to me is the most deep. It is the most complicated for all of these reasons. We are becoming new again. We are becoming whoever we are meant to be next on this leg of the journey. And, you know, something that pops into my memory along those lines Every single time I've anticipated giving birth, I've felt this openness and kind of this wonder and this unknown as to what life might look like next. And I know for me, I've even thought maybe I won't attend births. You know, maybe this will be the birth that changes me. Maybe this will be the experience where. Uh, something new begins in my life. Like, I just never know. And I think being open to that and understanding that that's a possibility really helps us understand the why and the practicality of, again, rest, great nutrition and self-care and nourishment. And yes, this idea of seclusion, if that's the word you want to use, or at the very least, just separation possibly from the normal routine and the normal family routine. 
This is not being selfish. This is not even putting yourself first necessarily. It's putting the health and energetic emotional wealth of your family really at the very front. I was saying today that it is known and maybe known to many of you listening that our health in menopause, even our health later in life as Crohn's, as we enter that last stage of our lives as women is directly related and tied to the way we care for ourselves after birth. If more women knew this and they had this foresight, maybe this would be a great reason for women to finally put themselves first and finally claim this time and this blessed sacred space to not just heal, but to nourish, to rest, and to reinvent themselves after their baby's birth. Hmm. I think that's all for today. That felt like a rambling little monologue, but I hope it inspired some of you to make plans. There definitely are concrete plans you can make in your own pre-postpartum experience, such as meal planning, meal cooking, um, all kinds of resources from uh, you know, the first 40 days cookbook, the mama's menu cookbook, two of my favorites, the building your nest workbook by Kestrel Gates, you know, you can really get in there. And if you're a planning type A person, of course, you really can't completely plan because of course, we don't know so much depends on the way birth goes and the kind of baby we're given. But we certainly can plan some of the family structure, some of the routine that will change. And finally, this is really a uh, cross-community education. So for many women, this is brand new. They can't imagine in a way because they've never done it. Maybe making this space for themselves. They can't imagine staying in their bedroom with a baby for a couple of weeks naked, only nursing, only eating, only just laying there and adoring this baby. They just can't imagine it. So how can the husband or the partner imagine it? How can the mother-in-law and the mother imagine it when this was not the way that their postpartums went and this was not the way any of us were raised? So it starts with us, the women, and this goes for women serving other women as well. If you're a doula, if you're a midwife, this time of a woman's life must be taken seriously. And we all can do more to learn and to support this time. But then this woman must take responsibility for herself. And I will say for myself that the most learning for me came from screwing it up. It came from having at least two postpartums, my first two, um, be just helter-skelter, chaos, no respect, no accountability to my deeper self um, as a mother that really taught me the most. So it is true. Sometimes we need to learn by doing and not doing a great job and realizing how hard it is, how hard it is to then go out into the world, you know, say three weeks postpartum. Can you imagine after I've painted this beautiful picture? Can you imagine going back out into the world at three days postpartum, even uh, going into Walmart? You know, this is always my my metaphor for just where we're at as a culture. Um, We're bleeding 
as newly postpartum women. We have milk leaking out of our breasts. You know, our baby doesn't know anything about being enclosed or away from us. Like there's so many ways that it truly is physiologically wrong. So if we don't know this, if we just kind of go on what we see and we don't make this preparation and we don't teach our family and teach our community, then we continue on this path where healing is really not going to happen. And again, there is this larger picture. There's this picture of later in life. There is this picture of our family structure. And I would say there's the picture of community that if we don't have strong mothers, we don't have strong communities. And we could also argue that through time, in the last couple of centuries, as we have gotten away from this kind of care for women, we have gotten away from this matriarchal structure uh, that communities and the world as a whole has really declined. So imagine, imagine if the simple solution was to make space make space for ourselves after we have babies and sit with those hard feelings of guilt and shame or just not being worth it, not being worth taking the time to really allow things to open up, to be open, to feel, to see what's next and to pick up your own pieces of your soul that you work so hard to scatter uh, upon birthing your baby. Imagine, imagine this world where women really truly wanted to care for themselves in this deeper way and they were supported by their partners, by their families and by their communities. This is indeed my wish for the world and something I feel so passionate about spreading. So share this podcast with a mom-to-be or someone else in your life that would love to know more about how to respect this amazing, beautiful, transformational time after birth that isn't just the postpartum, but that becomes our mothering. Thanks so much for listening today. I would love to hear from you always, Marin at IndieBirth.org. Check out our IndieBirthSanctuary.org site. We're hoping for all kinds of fun and energetic manifestation going into 2023 and have a beautiful week. Thanks so much for listening.